Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. Brand new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sunrise, you can You can make it better than yesterday. A new day, it's a new day. New day, there's a way. You can turn it around. Trust me, there's a way out. There's more time. Just don't give up. When the sunrise, you can You can hashtag Marsha's Plate. You can follow us on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey. What's going on? It's been a minute since we recorded together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. How was Paris? It was good. <laughs> it was it was really really good. I had a great time. So I went to Paris. I went to London, and I went to the French Riviera, um, the Nice. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was fun. It just was just a dream come true. I had been dreaming about going to Nice, not Paris, and not London. Um, those are like places I wanted to go. But I remember in when I was in fifth grade, my teacher, you know, they. Um, they had went on vacation. One of my favorite teachers went on vacation to go to to go to Nice and he brought back pictures and it just it always represented like luxury. It always represented like what a luxury vacation was. And so I, I always dreamed of going to Nice, not knowing how I would figure it out to, to make it happen. Yeah. Going there and just seeing it and, you know, being around a culture that you're not the you're the minority, not just the, the minority in the sense of like language which mm-hmm. is a huge thing, um, you know, because in Paris, everybody speaks um, French and English. They usually, you know what I'm saying? It's really, really easy for you to navigate because most people speak English too. But in Nice, most motherfuckers don't speak English at all. Baby, you out, you out, in, you in our land. You need to figure out honey, how to talk our language, motherfucker. Listen. <laughs> and so uh, they would, they would totally be like, sweetie, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> honey pull your phone out translate (laughs) now in paris they'll be like okay you speak english all right so they'll speak english back but baby we went to um wine country champagne country too so in that's out in the country like in reams and shit that's like the country of um france the country rural areas mm-hmm. baby they ain't playing with you with that english either they look at actually right, turn, turning their nose up at your ass literally <laughs> yes if you try to speak english and then get fr- <laughs> you is not in america bitch <laughs> you is in france so you coming in arching the same way um like the white people treat the mexicans 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, you come in and our shit, so you need to speak our language. That's how they was treating us. <laughs> Which we, you know, us being black, we like, we understand. So we like, you know, let me pull out my translator and try to get it together. <laughs> Baby, because I'll pull it out in a minute. How does, how, does the tra- how does the translator work? Um, you say what you say, whatever language you are, you say it into the phone and the phone talks it back to you oh, in the cool. in the language that you want to speak. Y'all heard about the glasses that Google made? They have like glasses mm-hmm. where you can um, you both put on the glasses and then you speak and it literally translates it to the person that doesn't understand like the language. So yeah, you can but have you got to put them on. You got to get somebody you don't know to put them on. <laughs> no. <laughs> With your phone, you can just say what it is and then push play and it'll talk back to them in their language and they can be like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, but what if you like them? What if you like, have you ever like was attracted to somebody, but you couldn't speak their language? They couldn't speak yours, but y'all knew y'all were attracted to each other. I That's pulled out I my did. phone and translated. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's up with that dick? <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you say that in French? <laughs> um, um, Nick Moi. Nick Moi means fuck me. <laughs> Nick Moi. <laughs> Word. <laughs> how do you say this word? How do you say how you pronounce it? Moi. Moi. Yeah, N-I-Q-U-E. Moi. M-O-I. Moi. <laughs> right, moi. Right, 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 right. Like moi. Yeah, yeah. But it's like really, if you say that, that means it's like a really dirty way of saying fuck. Uh, so we're learning just, dirty. Yeah, <laughs> of course you know I'm going to learn that. That's the only part I need to know. <laughs> So many things. I got my card pickpocketed out of my pocket. <laughs> what? Legit. Legit. Pickpocketed out of my pocket. Like that's like old school. God but damn. they warn you. They warn you early on. They said motherfuckers will pickpocket you out of your pocket. One motherfucker will bump into you while the other motherfucker is picking at your pocket. It you don't be they was telling you from the beginning, wow. from uh, from the airplane. <laughs> this is an issue in our place and boom but um but you know all our cards is connected to our phone so i immediately shut them down so y'all didn't get nothing <laughs> but they got you they got the card you got the cards and so i was like cut them off on my phone so no transactions went through but the fact that I don't have my motherfucking car on a trip is so late. <laughs> but luckily, I I never take all of my cards anywhere I go. I always have one in my room. You get what I'm saying? I always have one just so they're not all in one place. So if something That's happens. That's smart. Yeah, I never have, like, all my cards with me. I always have it, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I had an extra card in my room that they didn't take. And from that point on, I had kept my um my stuff in my titty because you can't snatch it out of my titty, baby. And so and that's so, what I did um, in New Orleans, baby. And it was cute because I, I only brought two cards with me anyway. Um, and so one of them had like my cute lemon on it. So that's the one that got got. So it almost saved me money because I couldn't use it and couldn't spin it. Because <laughs> I had some purchases that I wanted to make while I was there. Because that's one thing that I do when I'm on trips is that I make a a substantial purchase. Not a substantial, but I buy something for myself that's really 
from that that marks that occasion. Like, so I'll get a bag, I'll get a a fragrance, I'll get I'll get something anytime I go on a trip. Um, so this like trip, a souvenir, yeah, like a souvenir, but it's something that you know usually is luxury. Usually, like it's like high end or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I brought a little limit plus. All the fashion brand houses like Dior, um, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, all those, they're cheaper over there because it, it's this is where they're based. <laughs> so you get it like a 20% discount automatically. So um, so where right. something might cost, you know, if that, if sometimes it was more, like I bought some glasses that was like, that was like, $600 in the United States, they were like 190. That's not the same. <laughs> right. Oh my God, it's not the same at all. Right. I looked them up on the <laughs> website in the, in America and they was like 600 and something dollars, like 630. And I got them for That's like sickening. 190. Yeah. So sometimes it's even more of a sickening. Now, now some things are just not, ex- no, nothing is exactly the same, but some things is just maybe like 20% low. But there was some things that I was finding that was even more just because there are like, for example, like there are some flagship stores that they just test out stuff for the market because there is this is their headquarters. And so they'll have bags that they're that won't even come to America. That won't even like there was this Louis Vuitton bag that was so fire I couldn't afford it. I would have bought it if I would have had my if I would have had my credit card that they got. <laughs> but I, I'm glad that I got got because I you know I would have spent that money, but I didn't spend that money. But there was a Louis Vuitton bag that they say this is exclusive to our flagship store. This is not coming out anywhere else, only here. <laughs> wow. So if you want this. This is what it's gonna be, and I was like, "Ooh!" And it was a cute little price. I was like, "Ooh, this bag looks so cute." <laughs> but what kind of bag was it? It was a Louis Vuitton bag, but it was just a fire ass. It just was a fire ass design. It just was uh. so. It was so cute. Like it was. It was like all black, but it had mm. like gold trim in LVs all across the top of it. Like L- instead of it being LV all across the bag, like LV, LV, LV. <laughs> the the trim of the bag like the top of the bag you know the whole mm-hmm. top of it it was all engraved in like gold the hardware was just lv 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 Ooh, that all sounds across. sickening it was sickening it was sickening as hell <laughs> was the style of what you were looking at different out there too was it at the um french people got boring ass style i'm sorry if you listen to us <laughs> and you, you think so i think <laughs> So dope. Yeah, I, it was boring to me. <laughs> well, well, I guess like when I when I say that, I'm talking. I'm comparing like the fashion I see online versus. I'm pretty yeah, sure what you see different. online is not what they give in. You know, in day to day, like every day. Yeah, no, I'm not talking yeah. about the everyday. Like the everyday girl, the average Fritz style is yeah. not what you see online. Like it's not. Um, is it very? Um, Plain Jane boring. Like, Even the practical, and, and I'm not talking like about clothes. working class people. I'm talking about people that you, places that you would normally see fashion. Like when you go to London, oh, I, we were seeing girls that was beat. <laughs> like it was the girls was doing it in London. But in France, and okay. I, went on, I went, I went on this black tour, and he kind of explained it to me because I was tell, I asked him, I said, 
I ain't really seeing the fashion that I thought that I was going to see. Like, I'm not, I, you know, French is some Paris is supposed to be like one of the fashion capitals of the world. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm seeing the stores, like I'm seeing the high end stores, but I'm talking about on the street. I'm not seeing that kind of fashion that I want to see that I thought I was going to see. And he was like, actually, yes, you're going to see the stores. They, it's called the high fashion, the one of the fashion capitals of the world because the stores have homes here, just because of the stores. But people, the consciousness of French people, because of what happened with Maria Antoinette and all of them, the consciousness of French people is to not be flashy. To not be, um, they still gonna have some expensive shit on, but it's not gonna look like expensive. It's gonna look regular, regular. The quality is gonna be nice because what happened back in the day is like five thousand people got beheaded because they was rich, <laughs> and they were. You get what I'm saying? It's like us in America killing all the one percent. Right, that's like, crazy. That's what happened in France during the French Revolution. <laughs> they wore out all the rich people, all the nobility. They rose up against them and wore them out and beheaded them. <laughs> and Me so, your face, your face, sickening. I thought it was sickening. <laughs> wear them out. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a cult, in the cultural consciousness. Everybody who are native to France, the way that the way they describe, they try to. It's not it, they try to calm it down. Now, you go target. They're trying. It's just that it's not <laughs> like they don't even ask. It's not even appropriate to ask people what they do for a living. Oh, wow. So that's not even a like a part of like regular. Conversation. Like class politics. Like, like, like some, yeah, because of the class politics, they don't, it's actually rude to talk about that. It's actually, mm, we know what happened last time, so we don't really want to talk about what we do. We don't want to talk about, and me and this girl was talking, her name was uh, Myra. Hey, Myra. Um, she's gonna, she said she was going to start listening. Uh, hey, Myra, if you're listening. And she was saying, you would date somebody and they look regular, regular, regular. And you'll go, they say, oh, we're going to go to my um, my parents' house for da-da-da, and they live in a fucking mansion. She was like, because you, you're not supposed to talk about all of this shit ever. It's actually rude. It's actually just not a part of the culture. Unlike us in America, motherfuckers is flashy and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They're kind of the opposite. I think that's it, awesome. It sounds like you can really get to know somebody. Um, It just shows up in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just shows up in other ways. Too. It just shows up in other ways. It's just it's still there, but class is just they just hide it. It's kind of like racism. You know how up north, Mia, we we down here in the south. So the races is kind of bold. They kind of can be they love to be racist. They like, ooh, and be proud of it. But you know, when we go up north, the racist kind of is meek and quiet. I want to say meek. I don't know, but they quiet. And they can't they can't be bold about being racist because it's not culturally OK. And so it's kind of changing now with the with the MAGA shit. But prior to that, up north, it'll be kind of low key. They is they keep it to themselves. Unless you, you kind of out. And even in the yeah. Paris, they still want this right. And so in France, it's more like that. It's more like, yeah. We can be racist. We can be all of these other things, 
but it's just really kept under wraps. We don't really talk about race, even though all the black people live in the same poor areas. <laughs> racism doesn't that like we talk to people and people were like, racism doesn't um, exist here. And <laughs> they were saying that we don't do that. That's American stuff. We, we love black people over here. But while on a certain level, that is true. They didn't have racism show up in the way that America did. But you can tell systematically y'all have racism because all the black people live in the same poor area. They don't live in uh, the seventh. They don't live in the sixth. They don't live in these more upscale areas because y'all all have them pigeonhole to living in the 18th and in the 20th and in the 19th, because that's how the, that's how the system is. It's kind of like in New York, like when you think of New York, yeah, gentrification has happened in like Brooklyn or whatever, but it was a certain, there's certain boroughs that you associate with black, black or black Latinx people. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the Bronx and you get what I'm saying? Brooklyn, um, different shit like that. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, you kind of associate it with that, where if you look at Long Island and, you know, Staten Island and stuff like that, you don't associate it with black people. I don't. Right. And so it's kind of like that. In Paris, it's all segregated. They will act like it's not no racism, but it is, especially when you walk around and see the rich people with their black nannies. And it was cold as shit. That's another thing. Oh, I didn't prepare for the coldness because, mm. you know, we in Texas. So by May, honey, it's honey, like now it's, today, it's 93 degrees. <laughs> but it was like yeah. 50s and 60s. Oh, it was cold. It was cold down. And I didn't oh, dress for that. Y'all like 60s. I'm freezing. <laughs> yes. yes. And so we that didn't. Is, that is cold for us. Yes. And so we I didn't I didn't bring clothes for that because mm. when I looked, it said it was gonna be in the 70s. And I was like, oh, cute. Baby, uh-uh. <laughs> I had a little jacket, but it yeah, was a little so jacket. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for no motherfucking 50s and 45s at night. We Did like, it rain? I think. Disrespect. Did it the rain? Because that's like, when I think of London, I think of like foggy, rain, you know. When we first weary, got there, you know. When we first got there, it wasn't, um, it wasn't. It wasn't, it was cool, but it wasn't cold mm -hmm. and it was sunny and it was nice. It was nice in the, in the, in regards to like, it's being clear and pretty, mm -hmm. but the next, like, that was like the first day, the next couple of days. And at night you get in 45, 48. What, what was <laughs> the weather like in Paris? Now Paris, when the first couple of days was cold as shit. Like it was cold, but after the first two days, it was like normal. It was like 72, 73, where it's like, oh, this cute. This is a spring, you know, spring like California weather. type of weather, you know, cute. And it's not as humid as Houston. So it's in like, Paris, oh, this okay. is nice. And so, yeah, in oh. Paris, it was great. And then in Nice, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was like um, 75, you know, mm. perfect, like perfect. Everything. Yeah, just perfect. Um, oh, and then they fucking beaches don't got sand. Miles of the beach. <laughs> so it's just rocks. <laughs> it's just fucking rocks. Like if you go on my Instagram, I did a video. It's like the first, the second video that I, I, know I, that I posted. It, look at me digging my feet into the rocks. It is black. Now they're not like sharp. They're smooth, 
but they fucking they're rocks like they're like smooth rocks not like black sand no it's black no it's like black fucking rocks like if you go to my instagram i have a video of me laying on the beach look i I take the camera and flip it to my feet and it is nothing but fucking rocks where i'm like what is happening here i i never experienced this this is kind of hurting my feet when i walk on it a little bit (laughs) and so um but it was cool it was cool. Like the, the rocks were like cool. The water was cool. Um, it wasn't warm at all. And so I didn't want to get in it because I was already feeling like congested and coffee because of the London part. I just was, I was not, I, I don't want to say I felt sick, but I felt congested. <clears throat> and so, yeah, it was that was strange it was beautiful because the water was blue 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 like a beautiful blue but um it was rocks and not saying <laughs> right the the water looks lovely from what i'm looking at on your ig it looks beautiful like- yeah look at the video when i'm just laying on the beach it's like when i dig my feet into the n- non-sand it's actually rocks the one where you're in the basement uh-huh Girl, you wait a minute. You sure? <laughs> girl, Dominique, girl. I was you thinking. first trapping in this video, Miss As a show <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Oh, okay, so I can see. Okay, so for, there's another element. It's illegal for men to wear shorts. They have to be in Speedos. Wait, how wait, what? So wait, how did this law come to pass? Like, what? How did I don't know, but I found that's what the people told me. Like, like if you're in a pool, like say you're in a pool. Now I'm not for sure if this is every beach, but if you're in a pool, like especially an indoor pool, you cannot wear shorts. Like it's some type of like law illegal for men to wear shorts. They have to wear speedos. So because it's illegal to wear that stuff. In the regular pool, most men don't buy the shorts. So when they when you go to a regular beach, they have their speedos. So they all got the little speedos on with their dick bulged up in the front. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that was a cute little <laughs> love because <laughs> everybody, you know, had their little speedos on. And baby, the children, the children, the children is always naked. Like they are not like American kids having their little clothes on. Baby, the kids get butt naked and be chipping around in the pool like it is nothing. They take, they as soon as they hit the, the little rocks, whoo, naked. <laughs> Girls or boys. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all let y'all kids run around naked like this? <laughs> and they kids, but you know, yeah, but yeah. you, I, I, I'm not letting my kids run around naked. <laughs> <laughs> But, honey, I guess it's a norm because all the babies was just running around naked. I was like, oh, okay. So it was a safe space. It was a safe space. It was, it was, it was, everybody was relaxed and beautiful. It was calm. But those were the little nuanced differences that I saw. All the kids was naked. All the um, dudes was in Speedos. Um the water was super blue, but it didn't have sand. It had little smooth little, you know, those kind of rocks at the, at when you get a pedicure or something, you get the special kind and they put the hot stones on you. It's mm. small little versions of those. Like that really, sounds, 
like it could penetrate you like if you don't if you hit it the wrong way just those are kind of smooth it's smooth it's not sharp so it's not like they're poking you but it's just abnormal for you to be walking on these it's like mm, this doesn't feel it's not poking you but it doesn't feel like soft nice sand it just feels like like some hard fucking rocks moving <laughs> <laughs> it's just not poking you where you're like, ow, but it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't feel, it's not hurting, but it's not like, I wish it, you would be like, mm, I wish this was soft like sand is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. It's definitely different. Yeah, definitely. Rocky, Rocky Beach. Rocky, Rocky Beach, yes. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. This week... I was watching, catching up on my American Gangster Trap Queens. It takes me to a nice chill place. And this week they featured uh, Lynn Curry, who's a trans woman who was known, is known as the original gay gangster. Come and on, original was, gay gangster. Yes. And <laughs> right. was a part of, I don't know if y'all remember briefly, like the gay mafia or something like that back in the day. But she was a part of this group of gay folks out in before she transitioned out in California that were like the gay mafia. And the way she got caught up was she ran a uh, fraud. She was a scammer. So she ran for wire fraud. Um, they did all kinds of stuff, up to like $6 million for like a fraud. Damn. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway, so, but she's the first trans woman featured on the show. And I thought it was, it was really cool um, that they, not only that they you know feature her, but like they didn't. It wasn't really a sensational kind of approach, um, and that was really refreshing. But um, more importantly, I I thought it was interesting how they presented her story. They were like, okay, so we're going to use different pronouns as her story in her situation, her life evolves. And so, mm -hmm. and so they started off in the first part of the story that you see him pronouns. And then when we get to the part where she talks about transitioning from being alone, they use she her problems. Oh, um, that's but, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very often, exactly. And you don't often um, see that too much. I mean, you don't often see our stories like that too much. But um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And also was involved in a conversation earlier this week when folks were discussing pronouns and it, it got kind of generationally 
device that this is kind of some older heads were like hey i transitioned so nobody would ask me my pronouns younger people were like but we need to be able to ask everybody their pronouns everybody feels comfortable and i'm sitting here like maybe there's somewhere in between that's nuanced because not all trans people want to be like these are my pronouns um that's true. but also it's important uh i do think it's an important tool to be used but i don't think it has to be all like judging you know um and there are ways to approach that and i wanted to ask you all um about this and get your thoughts on how we could approach pronouns asking people pronouns that doesn't just center well you know right now i mean the conversation centers a lot of younger folks like folks middle class folk experiences rather and, and i'm wondering how we could your thoughts on how that could be approached in a way that's it's not a one size fits all but respects where all trans folks are coming from as much as possible um because i've also seen situations where people just feel pressure even if they don't want to say appropriate to like obligated i think the way sometimes it gets, we talk about pronouns and like institutions businesses government we train people we don't necessarily I, what i've seen doesn't necessarily mean that mm. so i want to get your thoughts on on uh on the, on the pronoun conversation and like you know because even if like 99 percent of trans people are like yes that's fine to ask me about pronouns okay well still how do we still because so we're all vulnerable as trans people we're all doing our own stuff and uh yeah those are my thoughts and what are your thoughts about that uh especially since seeing that story mm -hmm. how they use they use both pronouns as they told her story in wow um I mean, I often see with some folks being like, uh uh, you're gonna tell that story when she her pronouns the whole way through. And and that's fine for some people. So I thought it was just interesting because they mixed it up even how they tell the story, which was different than kind of the standard what what I see often and how people talk about pronouns and talk about their past. And then again, I saw this other conversation happening online where, you know, it got kind of hot <laughs> between folks uh while they were discussing uh whether or not to be asked their pronouns uh, or how they felt about sharing their pronouns. So let me get y'all thoughts. If there's a way, some kind of medium where, you know, everybody feels like, you know, they're being respected. I'm LJ, I'm not gonna lie, that's, that is, that's hard to like, cause what is, correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're asking basically, um, how can we, um, we respect everybody as we're um, speaking to them in a politically correct way so that we don't offend them too. But like, it's just hard to, to narrow that down because like you said that um, with the uh, film you were talking about, there are people who, you know, would prefer just because she's trans now to like, um, to eliminate the he, him pronouns before because she was already trans. So like, how can I politically correct in a correct way, be able to like um, talk to somebody who feels that way and talk to somebody who doesn't care because they know both truths are truths. Like I was he, him then, and I now I am 
her and you should respect both parts, you know? So how do I like talk to them all in one sentence and be politically correct and appease both sides? That's kind of complicated for me. I don't know how, I don't know how I would. Cause you to can't. be honest. Cause you can't, you can't do that. Like you can't, you can't please everybody. You can't. And so every, I will, we, me and LJ was talking about this earlier and I was like, I think people who complain, I, in my mind, let me use I, <laughs> I only see people who think they are the cunt, who think they are passable, who think like, oh, you should automatically know my pronouns. Clearly, I'm a woman. Clearly, I'm a man. It's those people who are arrogantly thinking that they are passing that have a problem with people um asking them their pronouns when people could yeah i could assume that you are a woman but there's there are going to be situations where i assume that a non-binary person is a woman and they don't want to be called she there's many times that we can assume something that is wrong yeah and so and so me asking what are me learning from the people who taught us how to do this me asking what are your pronouns is my respectful way of asking you, how do you want me to address you? <laughs> and in that moment, you can just say, I want you to speak, but say my name, or I want you to use she, her, hers. I mm -hmm. want you to do, I, whatever they're asking you, you're, they're asking you what you, how they should address you. Because mm -hmm. if we just leave it to people making assumptions, then they're going to be wrong. And that's why we ask people to ask whether you assume it or not to ask for pronouns so that they are not disrespecting you and it gives you a chance to tell them how you want to be addressed. And to me, it is silly to me, silly, mm -hmm. silly, silly, and unfair for you to make this big ass deal about somebody doing something that was not the norm 10 years ago or five years ago. I don't remember in work emails it's being she, her, and her in their signature. I don't remember people um putting their pronouns in the in in the email so you can so you can be respected. I, I don't see that. That that literally is a cultural change that we have pushed mm -hmm. forward so people can be respected. So if mm -hmm. you're making a big deal and being an asshole about this, I think that is tired. I think that is mm -hmm. tired. I think that it's annoying. Yes, if you look like a girl, maybe I should assume that you're a girl and you use she, her, and her. But there are literally people, me and you talk about this person that came to BTAC, um, LJ, that to me, she looks like a normal cisgender black woman. Um, they look like a normal cisgender black woman. And so if I would have assumed and talked to that person, I would have said she. But they don't go by she because they, they are a non-binary film, but mm -hmm. they don't go by she. They go by they. And so if I wouldn't have sometimes. <laughs> now, if I... If I wouldn't, if I, if I would have met them and not said, what are your pronouns? I would not have known. I would have assumed wrong. There are people, and that's the point of asking. So people having a problem with somebody asking, I think is counterproductive. And I think you're being an asshole to me, because this is how we are teaching. This literally how we are teaching people to not make these type of mistakes. 
right? This is we're teaching people to ask pronouns so they don't mess up people's pronouns. Am I am I am I stupid for thinking that? Yeah. I, I mean, I I agree. I agree with you. I feel like I don't they, know. I feel like there's some leniency you should have when um kind of like on um, the same leniency week. Well, some people give the people around them when they transition because we're all transitioning together. So, like, I think because this is something new that we're pushing forward in the culture, as well as being um, very pro, like, the um, respect me and put your boundaries for um, forward. Also, should have some leniency towards like people who are being accustomed to like asking if they if instead of assuming pronouns. Mm. And I, I that's um that's how I would want. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't want somebody to like like in the regular world, just come to me. Hey, my name is such and such and such. These are my pronouns. These are these, da, 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 unless I'm in a space. But like, if you're uncertain though, like if you're a person and you're like, and you look at me and you clock my tea and you're uncertain what to say, yes, bitch, then ask me my pronouns. Don't assume. That's something that where I would give like, a, like be okay with or whatever. But just to like randomly just come up to me and be like, What's your pronouns? Da, 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 da. I would think that you clock me. Like, <laughs> and uh, for me, that would be problematic because I operate in a binary type of uh, way when I'm out in public. I try to be passable. But is that just insecurity coming out? Like, if we know that that's the culture happening, we know that that's the culture we live in that we have created so people can be respected. If somebody does it to me, I would just think, oh, this is a woke person trying to be respectful and mm -hmm. don't know me. And they're just asking. Like my insecurity could be like, oh, bitch, did you clock me? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like my insecurity could make me say that. But if we know that this is like the culture we are creating so people can be respected, uh -huh. why be offended? That it's, I wouldn't say that it's the insecurity. I just would, I would gag. And like, if I'm just like, especially if it's like some, like say for instance, I was dating somebody or somebody that was interested in me or they just, I don't know where I said, what's your pronouns? And I'm, I'm trying to pass or, it just it just really just depends on the situation. Now, if I'm in a situation and this person is really sweet and we're trying to get to know each other and, you know, you can tell the intentions are good, then yes. But some people would take this shit and run with it. I guess it just really depends on the situation. Like if I know mm -hmm. I'm in a space and we're at a conference, of course, I'm of course, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask people their pronouns and and stuff. But like in the regular world, because I do try to participate in a binary way, Um I'm probably gag if you walked up to me. I mean, I think the other piece too, you know, don't we touched on this a little bit earlier when we were talking about it, is you know, not everybody feels comfortable sharing the pronouns. Some people are figuring themselves out. Not even I have no pronouns or what have you. And I, I have seen the spaces when folks are like, no pronoun, no pronoun or just use my name. Those people have been given shade. You know what I'm saying? It's like really? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen. And so I don't think that's in a lot, in all spaces, but I definitely have seen that happen in some advocacy spaces. I have seen that. Oh, if you are throwing shade at people because that's they tell crazy. you, because they tell you, yeah, I don't, I'm not really comfortable with the, um, with pronouns yet. I just, I'll just use my name. Mm -hmm. If you are throwing shade and, th and this is their response to you asking, what are your pronouns? You have literally negated exactly. <laughs> the point. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the point exactly. of you asking what's your pronouns. The reason why you're doing that is because you're showing 
and performing in a social way that you want to respect people. So if you are throwing people shade when they give you an answer to that question that is comfortable for them, right. then you are doing the opposite. You are making right. people uncomfortable. Right. But that Absolutely. doesn't mean that you should, to me, because of that, those unique situations, I don't think that should stop people from asking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think those people who are being shady to the person who says, I don't want to talk, I don't do the pronoun shit. I want, I want you to just say my name. I done been in situations like that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. most of the time the response is, okay, great. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I can believe that there's some situations where a person was shady. Absolutely. On the left, on the left coast, yeah. Left coast definitely. Coast, it's, it's definitely a bit, a little bit more, more common. And I, I think that's the other thing. It's like, I think sometimes people are being trained in a way that they should expect somebody to respond a certain kind of way. And I think it's important, like you said, just to respect everybody's pronouns. And I think we talked about this before on the show, like I think for a lot of trans masculine people, you know, there's identity is not just, um, what am I trying to say? And so for some people it's more journey like and, it, it's it's not necessarily what am I trying to say? We talked about this before. It's more fluid. Fluid, more fluid. I think you you even mentioned Donna. You were like, yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> I've heard that more from trans masculine folks. And so I know I've been in situations really early, especially early in my transition, where I felt put on the spot. You know, I was just like, oh, this is uncomfortable, I'm awkward, uh, da, da, da. and and didn't know that I could say just my name. You get what I'm saying? Because all I do is I'm in this space, you're asking my pronouns, well, I guess. And that's not necessarily speaking to, should we ask the question, but maybe speaking to um, being being more open to the responses and not being like, hey, got this, because that's binary too. To me, if it's like my response has to be male, female pronouns or they them versus just, I ain't got no answer, my name. There should be space for that as well. And I also think, you know, we could maybe do a better job at educating some of our elders who aren't advocacy, advocacy spaces, because they just like some of them, like you said, be on some BS, but also that's a defense mechanism too, right? Because they came up in a different era. So I think I've just seen some really weird dynamics play out between around class, around education capital, with trans people in the same room where it's been like, older black trans people without the education habits, you know, are just in the space for whatever the event is. And they get weird and get kind of weird power dynamics and not necessarily just speaking to, you didn't know that and this is how we're getting down, but it's not like you are just, like why would this person know that if they're not in the space like that? You get what I'm saying? Like there needs to be some education. That a lot of it has to do with communication. Like, like just, just how, having the space to communicate like being open like especially if you know you're in a space like a a conference or an advocacy space you should have an open mind like of course there are going to be people everybody's not the same but you would expect for people to to be there for a certain reason so i completely understand how that would be complicated like why are you in this space and you you're closed-minded i think that everybody should be respected but you got people who literally play in your face like there are straight people who would be like, okay, well, if you're if you're if I'm gonna call you she and her, then you gotta call me God. And it's just like, okay, girl. It's like don't, two extremes. Don't. Like you got the extreme of folks who are just on like 
like, oh, why don't you know my pronouns by looking at me kind of BS? But then you also have another trend, which is folks not feeling comfortable or folks just not really knowing or being exposed to the education and they're like, like, this is normal now. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? Might just be at an event or something, you know? But I, I've just I've just seen stuff play out here and I think we could be not as mean about. Some people can be kind of assholes about it. But I also think anybody that's weaponizing their identity on some shit, period. So. I, that's what I, I'm not, I'm sorry. I think it is unfair for me to navigate what I think your feelings are going to be. I can't do that because I don't know for what sure. you feel. I don't know how you think about. Oh, sure. I don't, yeah, I don't mean like in that moment. I just saying overall, I think that there could just be a different perspective on I just, I just wish people were just a bit more patient sometimes. With and I'm talking, I'm talking about yeah. those extremes that you just, yeah, made. yeah. If you yeah. talking about, oh, you should know my pronouns, bitch. I, exactly, nigga, you look like a nigga to me. <laughs> so my my assumption, my assumption could be you a drag queen that's dressed up in girl clothes, and you could go by he still. You, my assumption could be that. <laughs> and if my assumption is that I would be wrong if you wanted me to call you a girl mm -hmm. or I remember a situation where a stud who I because they had hair and they look so masculine it's I so thought I assumed that they were trans men but just, just to be safe I did not say he I said they I didn't because I wasn't for sure and we weren't in a in a close i just came into the situation mm. it wasn't like i was oh my god well, let's introduce everybody and then i'm like mm. oh what's your pronouns or i i didn't even get a chance to ask i just came into the situation while the situation was happening so mm. to be safe i said they and they were complaining they went to somebody and complained that i was calling them they when it to me, I wanted to call them a he because I saw hair and they look like a man to me. And because we're in this queer space, I would have said he because I thought it was a trans person. But because I wasn't for sure, I and I was just coming in the situation. This is some strange person right. who I don't know. And I'm coming in a, in a social situation that is not a conference. It's coming into a house, like a house party. Mm -hmm. And so... Mm -hmm. Like you said, Mia, it would be weird for me to just in in a, in the situation to come up and say, "What are your pronouns?" It felt in that moment to be. It felt like it would be weird, even though that's the point of us asking, so we don't have to question it. We can just be like, "Hey, what's your pronouns?" So we so if you're not sure, but <laughs> but like you said, Mia, and why how I understand it in certain social settings, it feels weird to do it. And so I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't. And so I said, so to be safe, I said, they, cause I don't care what nobody said. We all use they at yeah. some point on in, in some kind of language situation, mm -hmm. especially if we don't know exactly who we are talking about, we say <laughs> they. So to me, a safe way to go is to say they, but because I kept calling them they and didn't get a chance to ask what pronouns they use, they complained to my cisgender homegirl. And said, why does this trans woman keep calling me they? I am a proud lesbian. I'm not a they. I'm a she. Now. Hmm, now, the T really was. This motherfucker is really just one of them turfy 
turfy lesbians that don't feel like trans women should be in the women category anyway. So they were going to have a chip on their shoulder about me being in the space, this predominantly lesbian space anyway. <laughs> so that was the, the undercurrent of this person. But when they were confronting me about it, it was like, oh, I actually said they to be safe because I don't know this person and they look like a man to me. I'm reading them as a man because they are on the extreme level of masculinity. Just yeah. me coming in a space with yeah. a bunch of lesbians. And I was just, uh, I, you know, I'm just like, hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. Well, they did this and da, 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 da. And so I said to that person, I was like, oh, now that I know to call them a she, I will now switch my stuff and right. call them a she. And so, but it to me, I felt annoyed that it needed to be this whole confrontational thing. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but do you feel that, like that's all I'm saying? Is like I, I've seen stuff be like it's like why does this have to be left, like you know what I'm saying? Why does it need to be this aggressive? When you could have exactly. just said, "Hey, I'm a I'm a girl. You can just go ahead and call me she." Oh, okay, thank you. And I would have just switched. It would have been simple as that, but it turned into this big. Let me pull Diamond to the side. And the bitch came to me and said, uh, <laughs> uh, "You of all people, I would think that that's the kind of shit I'm talking about." Diamond. You of all that's people would about. think I would think would understand people's pronouns is important to them. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucking right, me of all people, and that's why I was saying they to be safe. If I knew that it was a whole situation, or if I came in a situation from the beginning and didn't know, I would have I would have asked everybody, can we, can we, hey, can everybody go around and say their pronouns so we're not disrespecting people? <laughs> but I I came in the situation after. So I wasn't, it wasn't, it would have been super, super awkward for me to do that in this in the moment that I was at. And she was like, oh, I get what you're saying. Da, da, da. I said, so they're not saying I'm calling them a he. They're saying I'm calling them a they. And that was my compromise to be safe. And they could have just said, I'm a she. You don't have to call me they. And I would have been like, oh, thank you. Great. I, I was wondering. Great. So she. Da, 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 da. But Diamond, okay. Okay. So you felt like it needed to be this situation that I'm not sure what's going on. So I'm uh I'm going to make a safe assumption and and safely just say they so that I don't offend you by making an assumption about your pronouns. But do you feel like after the aftermath and everything transpired that you should have made it an uncomfortable space or did something to say, hey, what are your pronouns? I should have done that. I should I should have in that awkward situation, even though it would have been like you said, Mia, it would be <laughs> awkward. I should have said, fuck it. Fuck that awkwardness and said, hey, what's your pronouns? I'm not really for sure. <laughs> and she would have said she and I would have said, OK, great. She said da 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 da. So she going to do this. Da, 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 da. But yeah. instead of instead of making the safe route of they. But but um but when when you talk about the dynamic and what you found out during the the conversation with her that she's a turfy type of lesbian person that's in the LBGT community, 
even you asking her pronouns probably would have tipped her off anyway. That's, what I, that's exactly what the fuck I was just saying. I was because like, sounds like either way you was in the country. So how am I, if you a landmine motherfucker, how am I supposed to navigate that? If, if your feelings going to be hurt either way, how am I going to navigate that as a person who is trying to not offend right. you? Like, if say, I can't I mean, ask to, you and I can't assume, what am I supposed to do? To your point, and this is why I brought this up. I've seen shit go from zero to 60 for no fucking reason <laughs> in situations. I have and that's to. why I'm bring, right. And that's why I'm bringing it up because it's like, dude, first of all, gender is a Western fucking white people construct anyway. <laughs> Let's just start the fuck there. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and for my own personal experience, like I was Jonathan before I transitioned, continues to evolve into the human being, Jonathan after changing things, it makes my life safer. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. But on an intimate level, no, I'm not just, I'm not a man on an intimate level for the world. Sure, I'm a trans man, trans masculine person. But on an intimate level, if you know me, then you probably know some other things about me. And um, and on a personal level, I'm just like, I don't want to explain that to people. And I don't, no one's entitled to hear that. But I've just seen shit just be really, just some interesting dynamics. I think we could be a little bit more loving uh about those conversations with each other because the judgy shit is weird the the weaponizing identity shit gets weird and oftentimes it's hand in hand around some weird power dynamics around class and education capital when i've seen the shit go down not all the time there's been those dynamic power you know differential dynamics but most of the time What's somebody about to go from zero to ten and start quoting people and calling you out and da 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 versus just kind of like dialing it down and be like, hey, so this is why we do this and X, Y, and Z and let me explain it. And because it's a cultural moment, that means that it's led by younger people, just like older people don't like being called queer. It's it's just what the fuck it is. So there is, we are, regardless if you want to call it or not, it still is a conversation that does center younger people and how we're moving forward. And so I just think that's something to keep in mind, especially for the older heads, because we can still check them. We can still let them know you fucking up or people who don't feel comfortable. And it's not from a place of why don't why, why aren't you looking at me and know my pronouns, but rather, you know, hey, I don't have the language even to translate this to create the space where people can just say my name without pushing back on the person and being like, oh, no, because even since people sometimes think. If they, you know what I'm saying? Because the way sometimes people are being trained to implement it, they be out here expecting you to respond with a pronoun and then get mad at the trans person who might not feel comfortable. And that's the shit that gets weird to me. It's like, I guess, I, yeah, I guess I was really thinking about it not so much in interpersonal spaces, but definitely more so in like, you know, more formal spaces where it's like, you know, we, it don't gotta, it don't gotta go to zero to 60. That's all. <laughs> Oh, y'all, yeah, it's y'all know, always, y'all know a not zero to sixty way. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't think it is because you, we are, we are, and even those older people who can't get with the program. I don't think it's young people or anybody's space to navigate that. I just really don't. It's kind of like those. It's kind of like those older white races. Like we you we used to call black people colored. Why? That's, me, how, that's how I grew right, up. Right, right. No, I, I mean, let me let me say, but, I'm not. I, if an older person or anybody is like, I don't want to share my pronouns, I would love to see that respected more. That's or it. Some, period. Because, but it, but it, a lot of times it's not. Or if they say, you know, I think, why are you asking me my pronouns? We're getting into a whole thing. It's some bullshit, obviously. But 
it's also an educational moment that don't gotta have to necessarily like you could curb a, th- a zero to 62 if the response might even be like oh you didn't know that blah, 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 x y and z and not you hate trans people you have all this internalized trans, trans folk like i've seen motherfuckers go off you know what i'm saying and so that's that's all i'm saying is like that's just weird to me like you know it, 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 I'm, I'm like there has to be a way where like people can you can check a person without having to go to zero to 60 and respect the person if they don't want to share their pronouns not all trans people got pronouns to share Shit. Yeah, some and some a lot of it goes back to like it's not it's not what you say it's how you say it's how you talk to people. Yeah, it's um, like but then shit to the wall. So I just yeah, yeah. but yeah, but you can't. All. talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm not even saying no, words right now. I'm just going. Ah. Yeah, I just I, I think on and all just. It, it's awkward trying to ask somebody their pronouns if you're not sure in a public space setting because you could you could create something that's not really there but then also it is respectful not to assume um i i just think that we may have to get used to it at one point in the future just making those awkward spaces sometimes even though you know it it may not be that time or place, but you also don't want to like step on people's toes. So I guess, I guess that's where I'm going with it. But however, I do want to say I did transition so that you could see me as she, her and hers. So when I be like, if, if what do you see? I'm, I'm doing all these things in my transition to present this way and, and live and live my life this way. So if, if I say, what do you see? Then girl, respect that too because i i mean i'm doing this for a reason and this is not something that's easy this is a lot of work that goes into presenting this way and this is why i wanted to have this conversation because it's nuanced and a lot of times it'd be like it's like oh there's a lot going on. well and you, usually when i say that it's and we don't like often straight. talk about it either so yeah but usually when i say that i'm saying that to like straight people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, the problem that I I, I I feel that way too, Mia, in the sense I feel like I feel like it's obvious, but there are some people in the world that navigate mm-hmm. queer spaces that when you look at them, yeah, you can make the assumption that if I'm just going, if, if they say, what do you see? You look at them and be like, oh, you're, you want to be respected as a girl. And so I'm going to call you a she. But then that is wrong. There, mm-hmm. are, there are butch queens who be dressing in girl clothes and who Forever. be pa- yeah. who who have the blessing of passing, even though they don't want to be a woman. <laughs> they could get dolled up and be sickening and look like a, a cisgender girl at first glance. And but really, I'm just doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing. Somebody we'll can look upset at me. And, and we'll get upset yeah. if you don't know that I'm a boy. And they'll mm-hmm. say something like that. No, I'm a boy. I'm not no trans woman. I, we talked about this with B. Scott. We re, I remember yeah. back in the day when B. Scott was wearing his hair straight, getting his hair done, wearing makeup, and people would come to his page or say something to him and be like, are you trans or they'll say they'll say she or her and he will be in them comment sections checking them i'm a boy i'm a boy i'm a boy i'm a boy i'm not one of them crazy trannies i'm not one of the people that don't know what i am i literally i'm a boy i'm not one of them crazy people and so 
And so here goes this straight person thinking that they're doing the right thing by respecting this person's pronoun because they look so much like they're trying to be a girl. And what I see is that you're trying to be a girl, even though I can tell, but I see that you're trying to be a girl. So I'm trying to respect you. And so while, yes, I've been in situations, Mia, where I was like, motherfucker, what you see, bitch? You see these big ass honey ass titties, bitch? These like, you don't see no, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's so, it's so much going on. How could you not know that, honey, I'm a woman, bitch? What do you mean? Oh, I'm spiritual. <laughs> but like I said, there are people who, because they present differently, that you can't tell. So it's going to be awkward situations. And even that situation yeah. about old people not accepting, like, don't like him to be called queer. Do I understand it? Yes, but look, we in a whole different era, baby. Queer, just like nigga, and queer does not mean the same thing that it meant when you were growing up. <laughs> so it's not, and language shifts. But to your, to your, it evolves too. Yeah. To your, to your point though, I'm not gonna snap on no elder that say they don't want to be called queer. No, I'm not. I'm gonna not. try to check them and put them in their place. If that's where I have a problem. I've seen dynamics of checking yeah. and putting people in their place. Yes. Or with two other trans people. Right. Not, not straight people, not cis straight people, not cis people at all, not cis gay people, but to trans people. Like, we should not be like, I'm a, like, come on now. Like, you know, I mean, because it, 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 a lot of times it is just a lack of fucking education for some people, not all people. But so for some people, it's like, hey, like, this is how we're getting down. But like, to like snap on, like, snapping on somebody is not going to make that person understand why we have to speak pronouns. Yeah, and we're all fucking vulnerable, and we're all on some bullshit. I mean, we're all dealing with so much bullshit. So I'm like, you know, how do we? I mean, everybody keep on dealing with bullshit anyway. But I'm just saying, like, I wish we all could just not be checking motherfuckers or weaponizing our identity on other motherfucking people. That's some weird shit. Yeah, has nothing, but that has nothing to do with the question. That has to do with how people weaponize the question. Or weaponize or get all weird or shit around people's responses. Yes, mm. you can say I use my name. Yes, you know, whether it's, you know, um since people who haven't been properly trained and think they have to get a he him, a she her, or they them response. It might ride somebody about it because that's what they thought they should do because they're trying to be an ally. Or whether it's folks within the community who might not have just a little bit of extra patience. <laughs> With someone, not they talking about these extreme people were like, fuck you, why are you even asking me in the first place? Or even in that case, this is why I'm asking you. But it doesn't have to be, let's check out and single out this old elder who's on some fuck shit about trans shit. And then that shit is weird to me. That's weird to me. Okay. The extreme shit is weird to me because I'm from the Midwest. They don't do that shit like that in the Midwest. They be like, you know, it's more relationship building and conversations and shit. It's not mm. so much uh call out kind of kind of culture. So I don't know. What y'all think? Yeah, we we all have to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Marsha's play. Let us know what you think. Um yeah, how can we love on each other in that conversation a little bit better? That's do better. Yeah. Hashtag Marsha's play. Do we do we need to make space
for people to share their journeys, cis people particularly, to share their journeys about becoming trans-affirming. Yes. In recent conversation, not just... um, not just this case, but there was a recent conversation about Kendrick Lamar's song, Auntie Diaries. And in the song, literally in the lyrics, he is sharing his journey in how he got to an affirming space and seeing the humanity of the trans people in his life. In the beginning of the song, he's talking about when he was a kid and his auntie transitioned to his uncle. And he used language that was associated with um, um, that was associated with, you know, like derogatory terms. He used um, different pronouns and blah, 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 blah. And then later in the middle of the song, he talked about his um, his cousin, male to female transitioning um, to a woman. And he talked about it when he was a teenager. And showing about how, you know, he asked questions and he just three stages as a child, as a teenager and as as an adult, Mm -hmm. how he got to the point where he's actually seeing this person go to church and seeing this person actually be more spiritual than the people who are judging them. (laughs) And how all of this, how this transition to him respecting this person's identity and Mm -hmm. understanding that this person's understanding this humanity so much that I stood up for this person in church to that preacher who was talking shit to him. And my cousin thanked me because of it. But I didn't understand that when I was younger. And he was saying things throughout the song, like, you know, um, you know, I, I said this shit like fag, 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 when I didn't know any better. I was saying these things um, because I thought it was comic relief. But then now, I don't use that. I say that I, I don't use the F bomb because I see your humanity. I see that is wrong. And I see that it is um, not what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> right. And so he literally goes through this song and shares his journey about, um, you know, how he, co- he how he came to an affirming place with sure. with his um, his two trans individual people. Then yeah. that same week, we have cisgender clown <laughs> funky Dineva coming in talking about um trans men trans men and they were responding to um calvin Pre- klein trans men, yes calvin klein had an ad that featured right. a ple- pregnant trans men and they were discussing it and claudia jordan said that trans men were marginalizing real women cis women by this by i guess having babies or what i don't know marginalizing cis women (laughs) and then funky dineva saying said that it is undermining our acceptance of you as a man if you're having a baby Uh, would would y'all like me to play it? Play, <laughs> play, 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 play that bullshit. Uh, hold on. Are telling me that you are a man trapped in a woman's body, then it's confusing me that you even have interest in carrying a baby. 
what further bothers me. And I don't care if you choose to. I'm just trying to help you out here and trying to understand how to be a better advocate. Because if you are a man, yet you are choosing because you have the luxury of still having a uterus to then have a baby, then it lends itself to when people say being trans is a choice, being gay is a choice. You see what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. you're now cherry picking what parts of what benefits you best. Pardon my ignorance, and I may be saying it wrong, but if you're going to, if you're a man and you're trying to get us to believe and respect you as a man, then I'm going to need you to be a man. That was the gist of what we're saying. So. (laughs) All right. So that that's a lot to unpack. So these are ignorant straight people. One, you get what I'm saying? I, I, it was frustrating me that people were going so hard on Kendrick Lamar. It was really frustrating. That is very frustrating. Because I felt like his song was a beautiful depiction of a cishet man trying to share his journey and how he came to affirm his trans people. I people thought it was going, beautiful. People were going him about that song in particular. I mean, people were going about the song. They misinterpreted. That song, him saying faggot. Him saying faggot in the in the in the in the words, them the misgendering part. Like one moment he's calling, you know, he's calling his um trans uh yeah, auntie a, a perfect uh, segue. Yes, it's, right. exactly. It's it's a it's a bunch of um misgendering in there. Um, but it is him him literally telling you that right. this is what I thought when I was a kid. I didn't know right. any better. And right. this is what I thought when I was a teenager. And now as an adult, I, right. with the mental capacity that I have, I can see how this person is more human than y'all, than y'all motherfuckers mm-hmm. who condemning them. You get right. what I'm saying? And right. so this was somebody really showcasing how they were working through that understanding. So while let's just at it quickly without really actually listening. Exactly. They couldn't have listened. They couldn't (laughs) have listened. (laughs) That's what I felt. They couldn't have listened. Um, Because they can't, in my mind, I was like, y'all can't be this fucking stupid. Y'all can't be this stupid. Y'all ready to call out somebody so quickly. It's like, did you listen to the fucking song? Did you listen to the song? Exactly. And also, you know, is there a cultural divide? Did you watch the whole video? Yeah. So, and then we have this person who on multiple occasions does this to trans people. Every chance Funky Dineva gets, he is throwing trans people under the bus. And it's this same shit that he does. It's exactly what we're listening to right here. It's the same shit. So people have called him out multiple times. So there literally is no movement, which movement in your education. And you, because you're articulate, it sounds like, I, and you know to say, Oh, oh well, I may be correct me if I'm right. wrong. I may be wrong, <laughs> and I'm I'm still learning. Please, please teach queens me. too in particular be extra around trans women. I will exactly. say exactly. And, and mostly it'd be the butch queens who be like who come the hardest at trans women. They try it. They try it. So they're the equivalent. They give their their training. <laughs> They're basically, but it, it, what's crazy to me is that you you are so uneducated, but you were around T.S. Madison for a cute little one, too. You, you were around a trans woman who who definitely could have, who I'm pretty sure talked to. Talk mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think 
these people are going to be ignorant because they want to be ignorant. I think these people, regardless if you talk to them or not, they don't want to respect our identity. And so it don't matter how we explain. It don't matter how we um, rationalize. They don't want to see it. He's saying that if you want me to respect your manhood, that's crazy. You shouldn't be having no fucking babies. When so he's the same. He feels the same way about trans women. He don't think that we should be tops. We shouldn't like he, he believes in the binary that that you should play a specific role to the T in, in order to be respected. And there are good. and there's some trans people that believe that, too. We talked about yep. that. Mio. Yep. <laughs> and that he's very it's very old school, but it's, it's deliberate. Like you said, Diamond, it's not something that's just like, oh, you know, they just he, they play that motherfucking card that they always play. The the um you know I'm learning and then they spew their hate out like the 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 butt and then there goes the hate. It's just like okay, we know that you're just saying this to be ignorant so that you can go back and say, oh, I'm just learning. No, you're you you know what the fuck you're saying. You know exactly what you're saying because you're explaining it to the T. <laughs> it's not like I'm 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 having an open conversation and we're trying to work through this as we talk no you're saying exactly how you feel and you know that how you feel is inappropriate because you have to you have to relate to us before, yeah. yeah you yeah. have to go and let us know like hey just just in case you're in your feelings yeah. hey girl I, and and the, the idea that I have to nav for you to respect who the fuck I am, I have to navigate the world how you think that I'm supposed to navigate. Baby, if I was if I was a trans man and I had the and I had the ability to carry my own baby, I would be doing it because motherfucker, I got the ability. I'm gonna do wh whatever I have the ability to do to give me whatever goal that I want to get. It's the same thing with us. You is not about to tell me how I'm supposed to navigate my sexuality. If I got a piece and this is how I get off with my piece, I'm going to use it. You think I'm going to mm -hmm. be over here not getting off because I, I want you to respect my identity? What the fuck? <laughs> and you, and you know what, Diamond? That that language is so dangerous when you think about it. Like for, for trans women and trans men who are navigating their gender or navigating their dysphoria who have internalized transphobia or ha or who have so much gender dysphoria that they they cut they might cut their penis off or they might try to castrate themselves like there's so many like um people on different sides of the spectrum um when it comes to gender dysphoria that are battling it that will hear stuff like that and get depressed and probably go further into to their dysphoric side like it's so dangerous to speak like that especially if you're if you're uneducated about it. And who the fuck is saying um, man trapped in a woman's body or woman trapped right. in a man's body? In 20 motherfucking 22. In 22. In 22. Who is doing that? That's real late, yo. That's real late. That's, that's real, 80s, like, 90s that's, fucking. That's, that's like early 2000. Uh, probably about Not even that. No. no that's further back. <laughs> but I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, I mean, like, you really stopped hearing it by like 2010. Like it just kind of, it was just like no longer really acceptable yeah. to be like saying that shit in spaces. That, yeah, that's late. That was the Jerry Springer, Mor Maury Povich. Yes, Jenny. Jenny. But it was, oh, it's Oprah. older than that. 
we wasn't even saying okay. that in the fucking 90s. We weren't saying that shit. We heard people saying it on Jerry and da 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 da, but we weren't fucking saying that shit. Right there in the corner at the bottom. That was X, when y, we were Z, like, trapped in. <laughs> We gonna were go, going to we tell were, their boyfriend today. Going to tell their girlfriend. We were today. of the we were the, of the generation that was coming up. Like you know, I've always been trans, <laughs> even since I was born. We I just didn't know it yet. <laughs> I mean, I think I I think I think I think I think for a lot of trans men and trans masculine people, because there was not really as much uh visibility of options i think you know that's why you saw like probably like 20 like 2005 2008 is when you start seeing way more access to hrt and community quote-unquote community starting to kind of develop from just uh super underground i don't know if i'm explaining that right because a lot of college campuses in particular started providing hrt a lot mm -hmm. of around that time, a lot of like the access changed. Right. The, ac the access just shifted. Um, but I also do think like Boys Don't Cry definitely played a role in being like, uh, girl, this is so? Hell yeah. This the only only representation of trans men. Period. Was it was that the only at that time? Yeah, in two thousand. Boys Don't Cry was the first like kind of massive any kind of visibility that trans men even fucking exist, that there's even an option to be oh, yeah. hormones, that, you know, you got to do X, Y, and Z. You know, you had the Brandon Tina story that came out on HBO, but then you had the movie. And I think, I can't even speak for myself. That told me, oh, girl, you're going to have to, like, not, you know, pursue a career path that you would that's very gender. And again, we all grew up post-Title IX. So everything was gender, especially if you're a sign female at birth growing up. You know what I mean? It's like choop, 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 girl sport. All that shit was still new. Like girl sports was still new when you were growing up, right? So yeah. like, you know, I think anyway, but yeah, I know that shit definitely influenced me. And I was like, oh, I need to be somewhere super duper 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 safe. <laughs> Cause this seems very, 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 very dangerous. Like I knew trans women. I didn't really know too many trans guys, but I knew trans women. You know, growing up going to the bars and stuff, but I did not know any trans men. And I did not know nothing about no hormones or a lot of stuff. And he was so isolated. And it just, it, it definitely influenced like a generation. It definitely. I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. I but think you it know, scared a lot of people, is what I'm saying. It prevented people from even thinking of exploring the option because it was like, such a tragic story. And even the even the director was like, I'm gonna sit too off, but she was like, Yeah, I kind of fucked up with that movie. And kind of just having it be so traumatic. And but that was of, the truth. But it was no, it wasn't true, but I mean, kind of in the same way with Jenny Livingston, how Jenny Livingston, you, you know, it was a lot of shit on the floor. If you look at what was cut out of Paris's burning, it's a completely different goddamn story. Pepper Bay was talking about in the in the in the movie, what gets in there is Oh, you know, I saw my dad while I was walking across the crosswalk, and he was like, "Is that you?" And da, da, da. But what's what was left on the cutting room floor, which you can go on YouTube and see all the stuff that they left out. It's her talking about, "Oh yeah, my dad was like, great, that's great. You got this trophy, great. You got uh, Venus talking about, oh yeah, my family, they love me, and I cook." And da, da, da. It, like all that stuff got cut off because there's a, a specific narrative. I'm about to say specific coast narrative, <laughs> but there's a specific narrative that they were trying to get out that that they wanted to emphasize the trauma and not necessarily, right. you know what I mean? So it just made it kind so, of fucking weird. And that's part of the reason people were pissed off. 
who were in the film afterwards too. But that's not the same thing as this Brandon Tina situation. I'm just saying with that, even the director now has come out and said, yo, I, keep, I did kind of just <laughs> make this be this kind of, you know, I could have been a little bit more well-rounded around shit, I guess, you know what I mean? Or show more aspects to their humanity, their life besides, you know, I understand what you're saying. Basically, he had a platform and an audience that it reached, and he had a spark. And and entrapped in the wrong body era. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, they know better. But you're right. Why the fuck are you saying that in 2022, though? That's the question. It's because, but what you you wouldn't mean by is he saying (laughs) it's clear that he's trapped in a time machine way back in the time. He hasn't even progressed. So somebody who hasn't even progressed their language, of course, they're gonna be talking about talking in 1990s talk because that's that's how he sees gender. He sees gender in a. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying, which means see trans men as a threat, and it's just weird. I mean, cis women do too. That's how you had what's her name, Claudia. Um, what's her name? The light skinned um woman on Claudia Jordan. The. That's why you have her talking about her space, how she feels like mm. women, um, trans, um, trans men are invading her space. A lot of people feel like their space isn't being invaded, and they're so in different dynamics and groups. Also, what, like they're what, trans that? women who, you said what? Who was that? What are you talking about? Claudia Jordan. She was Claudia on that Jordan. show that he was on. Oh, yeah, Donna, she was saying- yeah, yeah, Donna was saying that she she felt like um um. Trans men were taking up their space, you know, woman's space. Marginalizing. My, here's my women. thing. If you support a side no, they that birth people, that you either support a side female that birth people or you don't. Period. So if you say that you support black women, then you should support black trans men and black trans masculine people because the experience of a side female at birth black person in this country is going is very similar across the board when you're growing up in terms of disparities, in terms of instances of sexual assault, in terms of your history that dictates your future. So I'm holding all the bullshit I have to hold as a black woman that set me up into now, and now I'm also holding a fucking pay cut and taking an L in the world being read as a black man. And so that's bullshit to me. Either you assign, you would support assign female that birth black people, or you don't. You can't say you can't you can't have it both ways in my motherfucking book because you either do or you don't because when it comes to the shit that we're facing, we're facing the same shit. That shit don't go away. My nieces and nephews still they might call me uncle, but guess what? In the family dynamics, like for many trans men and trans masculine folks, those expectations that you got on as a black girl and black woman still hold true. You still expect to show up. You still expect to be a caretaker. You still expect to have that money. You still expect to bail somebody out. You're still expected to write a letter. You're still expected to do all the things that you grew up and were trained and socialized to do. So that's fuck shit to me. Either you support assign female at birth people or you don't because these same black women that you say you support might transition one day what you gonna change your fucking mind when they decide to transition you gotta get the fuck out my face you do or you don't you do or you don't you do or you don't i gotta walk around with the threat fuck sexual assault right as a black a fat person that shit didn't change and guess what how a motherfucker might attack me it's probably gonna be more intense right because that's Man, just I what the fuck it is so either you do or you don't because when you come down to actually 
the, the nuts and bolts of the situation of what black women have to deal with and what black trans men and trans masculine people have to deal with. We're dealing with a lot of the same shit. Like we, you don't just magically, all of a sudden socialization to be a caretaker, all of a sudden the shit that impacts your credit, that impacts how you navigate the world, your previous jobs, your, your wages, all that shit don't magically, all of a sudden you just go into the stratosphere of some like cis white dude, fuck out of here, no. You're carrying both. If black women are the mule of the world, people need to wake the fuck up and think about how that situation situates black trans men and trans masculine people. Because we're still holding the same shit. We're not that shit don't magically go away for the majority of people. I ain't gonna say everybody. But for the majority of people, your history is dictating your fucking future. And if you navigated your girlhood and some of your womanhood as a black woman and a black girl that does impact you that shit does not necessarily it's not irrelevant now <laughs> you know what i'm saying so either you support or not and we're talking about from a health perspective either you support black afab people or you don't period right and that that makes sense that, that, that definitely makes sense that shit pisses me the fuck off Ooh, that pisses me off I do and, but really i think i understand like they're they're uh, I think that they still should have a um a say so in how they feel and um as a woman and how how woman is being changed and I mean I can understand how she would feel and, and this is just me trying to like humanize this her emotions like um just everybody's emotions across the board I can understand how she feels like oh oh what what is woman becoming now everybody can fall underneath the the woman label or what what's being um, there ain't nothing being taken away from you, right? And, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, but, but like, that's, what are you I mean, losing? That's, uh, of course, it's not being taken away from them. But but if if you think that your identity is being um, stolen from you, I understand why she feels the way she does because everything is being changed. It is is evolving. Our language is evolving. Uh, what woman looks like, what gender looks like, is evolving. So now that people have known this space their whole life, it's kind of like, what the fuck's going on there? And they're freaking out. So I mean I get that part of it, but also you should you should be willing to educate yourself, Funky Dineva and yeah. and Claudia. You should you should be willing to educate yourself and have an open mind. The or leave the conversation alone. Exactly. If you're not willing to learn and grow in the conversation, we still say having the same problems with you five, six years later after you done befriended T.S. Madison, you done mm -hmm. had these people, you done had all of these things. Mm -hmm. if, if you ain't willing to learn, leave, stop, keep our name out your fucking mouth. Stop bringing on these subjects, especially since you got this platform. Stop bringing us, stop right. talking about us. Move the yeah. fuck on. Y'all yeah. don't have the range. So leave us the fuck alone. Yes, y'all don't have the range. Like, look, you, nobody. You could get the range, though. You could. They don't the want range. to. They don't, they just clickbait. Kind of like with Dave Chappelle, too. He knew the fucking, like, he did, when he did that second comedy special, Talking about trans people, that was just for fucking clickbait to get people to watch the damn thing. But um, I think it's a similar situation with them too. I do, you know, it's just important to be like, listen, no one's saying you still can't have cisgender black women's spaces. Ain't nobody saying you can't do that. That's important too. Everybody deserves to have their own space, just like black trans women deserve to have space. Uh, black trans men deserve to have space. Cis black men, and we also deserve to have space together. That's just what the fuck it is. It doesn't mean yeah. what well, that has to. That you know what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that you know we're not white people. Yeah, I agree. Like you, we're not. 
You know what I'm and saying? I, like, and this, ain't no, that, this ain't no weird I, replacement okay, bullshit. Also, Come on, fuck. Our definitions of who we are yeah. matters too in these spaces. Like y'all didn't like who you are in this space matters as well. Like um, as far as the what makes us different in this space, but there's a lot that makes us the same. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, we're different, and there's a lot of overlap. So, like, what's the yeah. problem? Because right. you might be posted <laughs> on the trans women side because you got all you got a BBL and you got your lips done, you got your cheeks done, and you still rep- see yourself as a boy, and the trade is still coming to you. But it's definitely a difference between a transsexual and a feminized butch queen. Child. I just want the girls <laughs> to shut the fuck up. Talk about us. <laughs> I just want the girls to shut the fuck up. Talk about us. This say this say you don't have the range to do it. Leave us alone. Leave us at your mouth. We can tell you don't fuck with us. Claudia Jordan. We can tell you don't fuck with us. We can tell you don't affirm trans people. Funky Dineva. <laughs> go ahead and go do your coke. That's what you know best. That's what you know about doing coke mind and the, doing shit up your nose. That's what you know about mind <laughs> mind your your um addiction business. Stay out of art. Stay out of trans folks business. Do you? That's it. And so hashtag Marsha's play. If you feel like folks should do their coke and not do trans shit, <laughs> how about that? Give me, give me, give me euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Give me, give me, give me you a feeling and a high you never come down from. All right, so y'all tell me what is bringing y'all euphoria this week what is making y'all happy what is bringing you joy what is on your mind that has been really saying ah this is making me feel so good this week okay i'll go um for me it was actually watching american gangster trap news that's been i've been binging that for like a week um it's nice it just kind of takes me out you know i can just because this year it's uh the theme is um what is it called? Like learning from, you know, whatever, cautionary tales. So everybody has their story. And I was just so, I was not expecting to see the winning story. Uh, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is, it was just great to see representation that wasn't sensationalized. You know, Lisa Ray was on there talking about, you know, supporting her friend, especially coming after this week what happened in Buffalo and stuff. I just, it just was really refreshing to see positive representation of trans people and also seeing how BET has evolved too. It was really, it was just, it was just it was really, it just was, it just brought me joy. So I was like, let me get into this messy ass trap queen um, American gangsters this week. So I've got a couple more episodes left, but it's, it's bringing me my checkout joy since we don't have soap operas no more. So it's my story right now. That's bringing me my story right now. That's dope. Z's birthday is on the 31st Um, and he is turning 26 so um, we're thinking about doing some things for his birthday so that's making me excited because I'm trying to plan things. There's also a ball coming up um, where uh, my house brother is throwing his first ball so I want to support him there and I know that a lot of prodigies are coming down so that's going to be something that's fun. Um 
What else is bringing me euphoria? That's it. That's all I got right now. That's, that's the, all you that's, need. Long as it's yeah. something. Yeah, some, <laughs> something to focus on and have fun with people and just experience life. That's what I'm on. Just create, um, even though, like, you know, sometimes certain settings can be a lot, like ballroom, but it's fun. It's still family. Oh, God. So, of course, y'all know I've been traveling all much. So, my motherfucking bed, <laughs> my own bed oh. in my own house has been bringing me joy these past couple of days that I've been back because it's nothing like your own bed. My bed, mm-hmm. I, you know, because that's something just that you make comfortable for yourself so you can sleep and da-da-da-da. My bed is amazing. So, <laughs> uh, my bed is bringing me joy. Also, I watch a documentary called Our Father on netflix me too <laughs> what's that about oh you need to watch it we don't i don't even want to tell you what it's about okay. you need to watch okay. it so write it down it, and it's not tra- it's not traumatic and it's, i don't think no. it's traumatic. well i don't yeah uh, what you think traumatic is. <laughs> it's not gory it's not anything no. gore or anything like that um but that that documentary had me feel like, oh, I'm listening to some white people business that don't got shit to do with me. <laughs> and this is some white people mess that I'm like, oh, <laughs> they doing some mess that don't got nothing. It, initially, I'm like, oh, this is a mess that don't got shit to do with us. This is some white people mess. Where I'm like, oh, like, oh, yes. And then, as you get in the as you get in the midst of the conversation, you realize, oh wait, it does. It happen. actually do. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, it do kind of, it do kind of nothing to do with us. I was like, God, just when I thought racism didn't have anything to do with this, bam! <laughs> they said, hold my beer. <laughs> the racism, <laughs> everything. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and so it pops you in the middle, so you realize that it's some racist shit. But ain't no racist. Ain't no black victims <laughs> so, of course so that was refreshing but the entertainment value of the documentary was uh, a joyous thing for me to watch in this past little week it was really really good it was entertaining every time mia i want to ruin it for uh lj but every time uh, that, <laughs> that number every time that number went up i was like Woo! Really? I was like, oh, really? I, I was, I kept gagging. Like every time it went up to, oh, fourth, oh, 19, <laughs> 20, 70, 52. Oh my God. I was like, what is happening here? Like this man. Like, this joke. <laughs> you think, oh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, no big. I'm thinking like 20, 21. That motherfucker got all the way up to 94 or 90 something. I was like, what is happening here? This is crazy. LJ's just like, bitch, what are y'all talking about? This right? is crazy. I can't wait you to find out what these it. numbers are about. You need to <laughs> yes, watch yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that brought me joy just watching white people business with no black victims. I thought that that was amazing. And it was entertaining. <laughs> and so, yes, that is what has brought all of us euphoria. Hashtag Marcus Plate for you to tell us um, what has been bringing you euphoria and hit us up on anything that you that we've talked about this um, this episode. Welcome back. 
Sorry about last week. We just didn't have time to put out an episode because I was traveling. But we're back in rotation. Thank everybody. And we will see y'all next week. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Baby, you're going to be